This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshri Sen. We've got a big hulking man to talk about today. Mm. Actually, two big hulking men. Both of them who find themselves in positions of paternity. Unusual paternity, no less. One of them is very hulking though. He's a very large person, like he's about six feet tall. But so, what an insult to the first one. I'm talking about Hugh Jackman and Karan Johar. <laughs> both of whom are in fatherly roles in yeah. this week's uh, news and releases. We're also going to talk about four people who have nothing fatherly about them. The boys of AIB are back with On Air with AIB. There's also an ad about mummies that yeah. uh, has suddenly... Nothing fatherly there also. Nothing fatherly there either. But it has, it's one of the few things that I have found touching your sentimental core, Miss Sen. So that in I'm itself... I'm very easily uh, moved. People don't believe this, but I'm a very sensitive person. Just because you're feeling yourself <laughs> up while you say this. Wolverine, who happens to be just a little bit older than you and me. He appeared yeah. for the first time in 1974 when he made a cameo in The Incredible Hulk. But he was full adult then. So he's more than a little older. He's a little bit older. <laughs> like I said, just a little bit. But for for most of us though, Wolverine really came to life 17 years ago when Hugh Jackman performed the role for an X-Men film. Yeah. Are you an X-Men fan? I'm not a fan fan, but I enjoy the films. Out of all the comic book films that are there, it's one of my favorite ones. And Let's does that it. have a lot to do with Hugh Jackman? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Hugh Jackman, the other one I like is, like I like Iron Man, see, because Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man. Right. So that there's a reason why I like certain characters. So, but I think uh, X-Men, what's always been nice is that the characters have, like it's not just them going and bashing up people and saving the world and so Definitely on. Definitely not. Yeah, but what I liked about this one, about Logan, which is the last time he's supposedly appearing. <gasps> it's a spoiler now. No, just made every it a news reporter said. Okay, go on. <laughs> so what I liked about this one is that one, he's far older. And uh, it's less about his, uh, these powers that he has, like he has those, uh, what are they called? Those claws which come out of his knuckles and so on. And more about his relationship with, there's a child in the film, his relationship with... Uh, with Patrick Stewart's character, Patrick Dr. Stewart's, Xavier. Uh, character. So this is set in after the X-Men basically are being uh, weaned out of the... Planet, well, okay, so it's set in a future, but most importantly, Logan is old. Logan yeah. does not regenerate. 2024, they've said. Which is tragically not that far <laughs> away. But uh, no, the point is that Logan is old. Yeah. He can't get his claws out in time. He doesn't heal as fast as he's supposed to, as he's we've limping. seen him. He's limping. And there's Dr. Xavier, Charles Xavier, who has a degenerative brain disease. And the two of them have one of the sweetest relationships yeah. I've seen in a long time. So you actually see two father-child relationships. One is Xavier with Logan and the other is Logan with Laura. Yeah. Laura happens to be one of the few new mutants who's in this world. The older mutants have all either died out or been exterminated. And they didn't think there were going to be new mutants. That's the other thing. 
Now, if you remember the origin story for Logan, uh, as in Wolverine, mm. um, he was a regular guy who was put in through experiments yeah. and his DNA was extracted when his entire skeleton, instead of bone, was replaced by adamantine. Mm. Um, there is a glorious moment when out he comes from this yeah. vat of water, made particularly glorious by the fact that he wasn't wearing any pants. And he has a very nice tushy. So Laura, who we see in this film, is a mutant in a world that has no mutants. Mm. She happens to have retractable claws, much like uh, Mr. Wolverine, who is not known as Wolverine anymore. And what you essentially have in the film is a road trip that starts off with Laura, Wolverine and Dr. Xavier, and then ultimately becomes Logan and uh, Laura, where... Logan takes on the responsibility of getting her to safety because this evil Mm. world is basically trying to hunt her down. Uh, I was not expecting to be particularly moved by this film. But were you? I was enormously moved. (gasps) This is the first time that Panjana and I have both liked the same film. The only problem is you were crying through it. I I did not shed a tear. I cry. I'm a very sensitive person, as I have mentioned before. Again, so you can I, feel yourself up yeah. a little bit, so but it's I, not. I get moved a lot by things, but it's actually a very well-made film. And uh, the relationships are very beautifully shown. It also doesn't look like a comic film, yeah, like a film made on a yeah. comic book series. It's very, very bleak. Um, James Mangold made Walk the Line. Yeah. He made Night and Day, Girl Interrupted. Which is why the music is so fabulous in this film. That moment that at the Johnny end. Cash, there's a Johnny Cash. When Johnny Cash starts singing, it is just the perfect, perfect musical moment. 100 million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Were you expecting to like it? Did it surprise you? What surprised you? Um, I thought that I would like it, going by the fact that they had already preceded the film with so many news, uh, so many interviews saying it's very different, it's very different, and so on. And also, they I'd seen the trailer and all, mm. so it was very obviously different in uh, sort of the way it had been the treated. Tone. Yeah. I did not think I would like it this much. Hmm. And I also didn't think that the end, usually most most films, not of these films, most films, like it's all going very well, then suddenly something happens in the end and it all goes south. So uh, that doesn't, this film is fabulous till the last moment. And uh, I just loved the cast that they put together. I was telling you this, that to even think of Stephen Merchant, who is a British comic yes to play Caliban also to name a character Caliban, Caliban. yeah yeah and there are little literary references so he says there are loads of literary yeah. yes but so, uh, I want to take a moment to specifically mention the actress who plays Laura her yeah. name is Daphne Keen. she's 11 or 12 years hmm. old 
Keep in mind that she holds our attention for a good one hour or so without saying yeah. a word. So that's the other thing in this film. There's very little dialogue other than when Xavier is there. On and even then, it's not like very lengthy. No dialogues happening. It's also I felt it was which is by chance maybe because they didn't know that Donald Trump was going to become president. But this thing of treating the other. I think it's very intentional because the whole question of the wall yeah. and Mexico being um, uh, where being, the others yeah. states so. uh, that's there are too many coincidences for them not to have thought of this. And yeah. let's be fair, Trump has been talking about the wall for a while. Also, Mexican immigrants have been an issue yeah. in American conversation for a bit. But all in all, this is a super. Superb, superb film. It's also a film that I think bears watching and rewatching. Yeah. Not just because Hugh Jackman loses his shirt a number of times. I did not focus on the injuries. I just looked at yeah. his torso and felt happy. Um, but it's generally great. And also, you should watch the interviews that they've all given afterwards. So he was on Graham Norton show on Saturday. He and Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen was the surprise guest. And Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are old, old friends. Yeah. So that comes through when you're watching the show. It's also you realize what uh, fun people <laughs> they must be to work with because it's just sparkling conversation and they are witty. And you should hear this part from the Graham Norton show. I think we do yeah. have a photograph. We've got a photograph of Ian as uh, Coriolanus. Here we are. Look at that. that Come one. on. Oh, my lord. Wolverine, yeah. eat your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, you do look great there, Ian, but check out Patrick Stewart. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know. You know? <laughs> I have an answer you've got to look forward to. <laughs> Because, uh, Miss Sen, you have gone a little bit teary-eyed at the memory of uh, Logan and Hugh Jackman, yeah. I'd like to ask you what you thought of Rangoon, which you have finally watched. And I have lived to feel bad about doing that I just like I to remind you of time. I just like to remind you at this point that you told me that I was too harsh about Rangoon I just want to put this out there okay so I am a Saif Ali Khan Pataudi fan yes we have established this many times this is a film which made me feel wonder at my taste in actors because this happens to what me all a the time film <laughs> Dude, what a crap film. What has happened to Vishal Bhardwaj? What happened? I really want to... Sir, I watched from beginning to end. I really thought it will get better. It will get better. It must get better. But then there was the tightrope walk. Fuck the tightrope walk. I don't care if y'all have seen this film or not. Okay, this is not going to spoil it for you. If it spoils it for you, just like, I'm sorry. (laughs) But... There is a scene in which Kangna Ranaut, she is an actress in this film, right? Yes. She is not a very bright actress. She says things like, Hitler Hindi film, that's very cute and funny, but it also establishes Maybe she was pretending to be a bimbat. I don't think so. But she is on, there is a scene where she saves. So the entire plot is that, she is a film actress. Uh, Seth is a producer, film producer, and her basic Shwengali. And he bought her from her mother at the age of 14 for 1,000 rupees. And ever since then, he uh, has cultivated her into this actress. actress. And then they f- have fallen in love, and she is very much in love with him. 
but she has to go to what side rangoon she meets shahid kapoor who's a soldier in the, and when she's gone to the and discovers a slightly political side and a love for the nation that she didn't have before but she this. doesn't have the love for the nation till the last 10 minutes because when shahid kapoor says anything about so shahid kapoor is part of netaji subhash chandra bose's i'm sorry i'm bengali i should have more respect for her but part of his ina and he believes in azad hind as we all should have and uh, he keeps talking about this fact that you know the british are here and they are not part of india and so on so she looks at him she doesn't really understand sandy in the last 10 minutes she is risking life money profession everything to save shahid kapoor by running on top of a train dressed as that zorro she's yeah. dressed as zorro well so, actually she's dressed as nadira hunter wali yeah let's be fair to, but i told you this that this was one of the cruelest moments because she redoes the stunt that rithik roshan did in dhoom yeah and uh, i just want to there are two things which are good about this film i have to give credit with <laughs> you one is shahid's uh, character makes sense from beginning to end yeah. he is whether he's in love with her or not he loves azad hind more so screw whether she feels bad he is going to save india and do whatever he has to to make netaji's life better that never falters hmm. and he acts well he has very little dialogue he looks very intel but he actually does act well hmm. saif and kangna i really can't say much about and their characters do not make sense saif and kangna's character though nothing makes sense in her character the, the only a- thing that did make sense is that she wanted to throw herself off a bridge she should have someone should have thrown her off the bridge they did but yeah but the other thing which was impressive was before she jumps on the train she jumps on the top of the train to be clear she dresses up as nadia hunter valium because that's what you do it's right it's the most practical way yeah. to carry out a train she heist. wears a little mask which covers her she's like phantom yeah and uh, then she applies this lipstick which doesn't come off till she falls off the bridge to her death I just like to say it might be a MAC lipstick. Yeah, so I just want to know what that lipstick was because dude, we all should have that lipstick, but I'm very sad to see that Vishal Bhardwaj has made this. It's just utter rubbish. If you have liked Rangoon, I judge you totally because it's just a horribly sad film. Of course, Misen has reached Rangoon a little late. Most of us saw it last week, but yeah. uh, Kangana has been in the news despite Rangoon crashing and burning. Mm. And basically, yeah, no, I mean Rangoon is True. an absolute and complete flop, but Kangana is very much in the news, all thanks to Karan Johar. Now, Karan Johar was at an event at the London School of Economics where he was being interviewed by Anupama Chopra, hmm. and at that event, he decided to. give up all the civility that he had shown at his uh, own show yeah when where Kang- he was complimented by everyone that how well he Indeed. took it and uh, at london school of economics he said that kangana needs to stop using the victim card and that she and was and the woman card and the woman card and that she was wrong to uh, claim that he's a nepotist at which point he pointed out that Tarun Mansukhani and a whole bunch of young yeah. directors he's given uh, chances to and generally he trashed her do you think that was good behavior no i just thought it was a little petty like do so here's my thing she, so i'm not a fan of kangna in across various interviews and stances she's taken from the rithik roshan 
thing to adhyayan whatever that suman aditya pancholi then interview she is given all that i find her a little off keel but that's what makes her a great actress also i feel and i did think that going on a show if you've gone on a show and you've agreed to be there her trashing of him wasn't really trashing she she made for good tv indeed and like we discussed yeah. and you can see the link to that yeah. episode at the bottom of this page um this year's this season of hmm. karan johar's show has been remarkably bland so he needed kangana to come and add the spice that she did yeah. she delivered all her criticisms quite politely i yeah. might add she was not bitter or ha huh, she didn't vicious look angry or at something at all she yeah. smiled her way through the whole thing now while i i think karan johar has every right to turn around and say whatever he wants about her by the way if he thinks that she's playing the victim card fine go ahead and yeah. say it because frankly making those statements reflects more upon you than it does yeah. on kangana by you i mean huh. karan johar uh, but what i did take singular exception to was him saying that if she can't take the heat then she, she should, should leave. leave the industry i'm sorry you have not been able to take any of the heat on any issue you have buckled every single time you have been made to face any kind of and resistance she's just made a few statements like ignore it if it's if you think if anyone get, put the same standards to karan johar then he should be the one to leave the industry one the other thing is look at the kind of people who work with you it is true that their production house has certainly given space yeah, yeah. to certain new directors he's on point for that but it is also true that there is an enormous amount of friends children who feature in yeah. his films so her point was that was not that he was bringing in his family members into his film yeah, it's but like that's an inner clique it's which a is clique. yeah and that is absolutely true if anything he just proved that with his reaction no but i also feel he can say whatever he wants anupama chopra should have pointed this out because i as an interviewer when i'm asking you see i ask you something and you say something absolutely ludicrous hmm. i should at least say but you know i don't think because i'm sure anupama chopra also knows what kangna meant that i don't think she meant that your family is part so of it so i have to confess i've not seen the video of this event so whether anything was said yeah, to him or not don't i don't know i haven't uh, seen, i don't but know i thought his reaction was it's very petty and he could have said the same thing that nepotism thing he could have said that well it's not nepotism and i don't think she understands the whatever he said without saying she has to stop playing the victim card and the woman card that's an unnecessary jibe now the reason why this also becomes alarming to me is that it really shows you how entrenched misogyny is in yeah. bollywood kangana ranaut right now is one of the most successful actresses rangu notwithstanding in bollywood rangoon is one of the rare flops that she's delivered no but even to be cast in rangoon it is a vishal bhardwaj film which is a big ticket film usually now now when as answers. a as a producer when you don't give a shit about this top a-lister actress and you can actually go out and slam her essentially behind her back because you did not say any of this to her yeah. when she was sitting in front of you that is graceless behavior but it also like i said 
if this is what a top ranking actress has to face then imagine. imagine what happens to that young entrant okay so i just want to uh, mention something that uh, sanjay dutt has been quoted recently as saying he would break he said that he'll break his daughter's legs if she wanted to if she joins bollywood now one is that i do think a lot is being made out of this break he obviously is not physically going to break her legs it's like our parents have told us i'll just break your head if you that doesn't mean they'll break our head it's just things Metaphor. parents and people yeah people say but i do get why even sanjay dutt might have a hesitation about his daughter entering the film industry because they are all misogynistic when they yeah. come to when it comes to even their favorite actresses so he knows what his daughter will be at some point there if will she be. is successful yeah. she has to face behavior like this yeah. so when she is not successful when an aspiring actress enters this industry imagine what they face exactly. is it any wonder then under those circumstances that someone like kankana will smile and say that in my biopic you would be the arch villain yeah. thank you mr johar cuz you really lived up to that role yeah the first person that comes to mind when i think of the phrase father figure is george michael which is try slightly tragic because that song was not about yeah. being fatherly in the slightest in sense any, in any way that you should be fatherly but uh i said at the start of the podcast that there were two paternal yeah. elements and you choked a little bit because i was talking about hugh jackman being a paternal figure in logan and karan johar as if you were putting them on the same platform i so don't I... understand why you're finding this so difficult to digest as it were but uh, so karan johar now is a dad he's a daddy he's had twins called ruhi and yash and i don't want to uh, make fun of names and people are very sensitive about children but it is worrying that his children are named after his parents so he has become a father to his parents so if you are driving into bandra from hmm. uh, south bombay hmm. uh, you come to the reclamation yeah. area right and on the left side there is a ginormous sculpture yeah yeah right which has a caption below it which says child is the mother of man yeah i saw this last time that is karan johar is the embodiment of this sculpture and uh, so he's had these kids for surrogacy there's a surrogacy regulation bill which is currently still pending in parliament so he has managed to pip it to the post and pretty much uh, a lot of doctors have gone on record over yesterday on various panels and all saying that people are suddenly in a tearing hurry to have, to have babies babies through surrogacy because this bill once it gets passed it will still take 10 months more before it becomes comes into action so to say it so uh, you have 11 months to do whatever you want to but i do think that it's impressive that he like that it made the news because 
I after watching Chori Chori Chupke Chupke and all these strange films in from Bollywood, mm-hmm. surrogacy is not really understood in India. Um, okay, so two things. One is that it's abnormally difficult for a single man. Yeah. To be able to adopt. adopt a child, like it just does and not girl happen. Girl children aren't allowed. You girl can't adopt children a daughter. Will not be possible yeah. at all. But even adopting a son is extremely hard. Yeah. So for someone like Karan Johar, surrogacy is the, genuinely the only option. Yeah. Surrogacy. I think one of the problems that happen with Bollywood is that we assume that what we see on screen is yeah. what the people behind the scenes think of reality. It's not no, necessarily no. that but bad. But I'm saying for audiences till now, yeah. surrogacy has been shown. So why I said Chori Chori Chupke Chupke was because I was so scarred after seeing that film. It was about Salman Khan was married to Rani Mukherjee. Rani Mukherjee cannot have a child. Salman Khan finds a prostitute who is pretty eh, in A sex worker. In the film, she's prostitute. To them, prostitute is what it is. And how does how do they? She becomes a surrogate, and how will she have the child? Not by IVF. They are in Switzerland. There are lots of IVF specialists there. He has to actually have sex with her. Naturally. So, yeah, because that's the way surrogacy works. So, I just feel that when it becomes the news like this and when a Bollywood star, because he is a star, uh, does this, there's a, it opens up a conversations. lot of conversations Though, which are required. I'm waiting for the next round of rumours that it's actually Gauri Khan's child yeah, yeah, or course. somebody it's else's. Actually, Shah Rukh Khan's probably. It's Shah Rukh Khan's child, Shah Rukh and Karan's child. It yeah. is that you need there an no, egg doesn't matter. There are no women in this. But, but here's the thing. I think it was a very, very well-planned campaign mm-hmm. in the last few months that Karan Johar has been putting across where he has emphasized to us that he uh, is effectively celibate, that he's lonely, that he doesn't want to be sexually active. His mother's getting old. His mother's getting old. All the revelations that we've had into his life have all been to marinate us in these juices of compassion and empathy so that when he says that I have had two children by surrogacy... Two babies. (laughs) Two babies. Um... (laughs) Everyone doesn't go, oh, yeah. I really think that was it. No, so because from if now they were on, born in Feb, that means they were, and uh, that means around seven months before that, yeah. he knew, which means another three months. It's been a year in the making. Exactly. Because it's not like you find a woman who will be a surrogate. Indeed. And immediately. Also, it takes gets, time. Yeah. Uh, fertilization is not always yeah. guaranteed. But even if all of that happened like clockwork and magic hmm. coming together... Even then, he had about a year. And since when has he been coming out like this? About a year. Thank you very much. You may call me Miss Machiavelli. Yes. All India Bakchod is back, not on TV, but on Hotstar with On Air with AIB, which was their show, which they were on Star with. Yes, they were doing this on TV. And now On Air with AIB is, it seems, a... An internet is property. online with AIB. Is online with, with AIB, AIB somewhat literally. Um, did you like the first season? I really liked the no, the first season I did not care. Much I like for. how you don't even bother no, to first episode. To. First season I did not think was great because I also felt they were minding their P's and Q's. Which I think they had to because yeah. they were on TV. Yeah. Now here they are online and uh I genuinely enjoyed this episode so much. Yeah. They've done it in a very short time. 
clearly they must have been mm. planning for a while but uh, they've referred to Gurmeher Kaur and the controversy surrounding her yeah, comments yeah they packed in a lot of they packed in the Ramjas college uh, fights as well mm. uh, it was very current it was very sharp there were some excellent jokes in there yeah. i am particularly fond of the ministry of kafi respect yes <laughs> i would like a job in the ministry of kafi respect uh yeah w- what they, were your favorite no bits? i loved i loved that jawan thing which i feel everyone does use for any argument as you say i won't stand up for the national but the jawan is standing like okay please <laughs> of course the jawan is standing but the i just felt the way they delivered their lines the jokes everything was far more relaxed this time mm. as opposed to the first season and it was excellent because it was so topical so they'd obviously like what you're saying it has been obviously shot in the last 3 days or so because the gurmeher uh, discussions have been happening now exactly like the, so i think it's worth watching for sure and it's free on hotstar which seems to charge for other things which i'm shocked by that why would you pay to watch anything on hotstar but watch it it's and it's coming three times a week yeah, so yeah that's the other thing. instead of packing a whole bunch of things into a one hour episode yeah. they've broken it up into three segments so it's up on mondays wednesdays and fridays yeah. Um I'm really looking forward to this because this I do think the way they're doing it now ma- makes best use of the kind of rapport that they have with each other the way they can riff off one another yeah. and this might be the closest we have to John Oliver it's not John Oliver let's no, be very but clear still. but it is very very good and it's close and they're doing their own thing with a little bit of an homage I think to that um sort of you know the spiel that uh, oliver unleashes so good stuff well done finally there seems to be an ad which is worth watching which is touching your sensitive soul again uh, amul has a new ad out and uh, it's we have the link to it below so watch it it's the song is annoying is the word you're looking for but it's about this woman who wakes up in a condo it looks like a condo and she's a young woman in her early 30s or so her daughter is sleeping next to her her young daughter who's around 5 or 6 and uh, and in another setting you see a woman who is shockingly wearing very very shiny clothes to go to sleep by the way yeah. but anyway a woman in a villageish kind of setup in gujarat in gujarat because yeah. obviously it's an amulad yeah. um who gets up and both of them are going through their daily rituals which have so much in common despite the difference in yeah. setting and the really lovely moment of the ad though is right at the end and i don't want to say what yeah, it is just watch it because you can probably guess it like i had a feeling something mm. like this was going to happen but it's a lovely moment when it actually does happen yeah so fcb ulka has made this ad and uh, i know that the chief creative officer is a woman a large part of the team uh were women and maybe that plays a part but amul has always tried to stress this well i mean uh, amul is a cooperative made up of women yeah. i mean it that's been its basic uh sort of foundation it's also this notion of sisterhood is yeah. something that i'm i'm really really Without happy to see preachy yeah. about it that's the other thing there's nothing preachy there's nothing sorrowful about these women and uh, i love that there's no men there are no men in this ad 
from Zero. beginning to end. There are no men anywhere, even so on the, the road. So the reason why I like the notion of the sisterhood is because if you look at how women have been shown in pop culture, mm. they've always been shown as warring against each other. That's so what. So it's always been you and your sister-in-law will hate each other. Your mother-in-law will make your no, life difficult. No, or warring against the world. Like there's no calmness to. You can just be self-contained and leading a happy life you and don't have to be fighting you can support each other with just a wave and yeah. a smile that's a lovely simple yeah. idea so, and it was really lovely to see all right we're down to that point in the podcast where i ask you questions well one question to be fair and i tell you who are the winners for last week's contest so last week i asked you who was the comedian slash actress who played the role of vajayanti in a woman's besties hmm. It seems a lot of you like that video because we have the longest list of winners this time. Ankur, Jayesh, Himanshu, Pranay, Prachit, Manish, Ankit, Prabodhya, Samir, Shirley, Astha, Palash and Yogeshwar all got this right. Sumukhi Suresh is indeed the one who plays Vajayanti in A Woman's Besties. This week's question is equally woman-oriented. This week, just as we were going in to record the podcast, in fact, the poster for Begum Jan has come out. Hmm. Okay, so what you need to tell me is, what is Begum Jan a remake of? I'll give you a hint. It involves the line of control. Well, not line of control. It involves a border. It involves a brothel. And it involves a Bengali. Uh, so send in your entries to contact at newslaundry.com. You can also send us your replies or answers on Twitter or Facebook. Generally, please let us know what you think. And while you're at it, subscribe to News Laundry, pay to keep news free. And uh, oh, and listen to Let's Talk About where you have post-truth and Kashmir up, which basically means your Sunday morning is sorted. Meanwhile, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Oh wow. We were the chorus. <laughs> It's just we're just mutual admiration yeah. society. But until next week, thank you. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.